Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Chad and Zay. All right, getting the third hour started on this Monday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He picks out a beat for you and me to start this third hour, and himself for that matter. What do you got, Zay? The game. One blood. One blood. Because of my love of pro wrestling, when I heard there was an artist called The Game, I was interested. I just I haven't checked him out though. How oh, you th- thought it was like a Triple H? Well, no, I thought of Triple H. I knew uh, that, I knew it was a separate artist. I just have not listened to a lot of it. How good is The Game? He's good. Yeah, very controversial. He dissed Eminem on like a ten minute song recently. <laughs> ten minutes? Yeah, he just straight up recently said, "I'm better than them." Wow. Like I think M's overrated. Okay. Pull the race card. If M was black, he'd be nothing. All this and that. Like, all right, game, yo, whatever. That's your prerogative. Do I think you need to diss him for 10 minutes? No, but if you know game's history, he was in G-Unit at one point in time. Oh. He was close to Dr. Dre mm-hmm. and Eminem and everybody at Aftermath. He was in Aftermath. So we've had, those a, fall, guys, we've had a falling out. Exactly. All those guys remain tight. 50, Dre, M, while game. Mm. Doing his own thing. I see. I mean, yeah. Eminem did tell us back in the day, if he was black, he would have sold half. He didn't have to graduate from Lincoln High School to know that, right? M said that? I think I got those lyrics right. Didn't I get those lyrics right? I, I don't, M has a lot of lyrics, so. Yeah. I believe that. Sounds right. I believe that's in, is that White America? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if I was black, I would have sold half. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great song. That the might... game's good, yeah. Okay, game is good. I he just check. has, him and 50 had beef for a long time. He likes beef. There's a lot of beefing going on in that world. Yeah. It's, a, it's intensity. It's the it's the intensity and it's the anger of the music sometimes that creates that. I, I get it. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there. All right, so the game beat gets us started this hour. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we have asked you off of this NBA story of McDaniels of Minnesota punching the wall. We got an update on the Timberwolves coming up here in a second. But Jaden McDaniels punches the wall, and we asked you, have you ever done that? You ever gotten that mad? Somebody says, I got pissed and punched the windshield of my 69 Chevy truck in the early 90s. Ooh. Broke the damn windshield and my hand in the middle of basketball season. No bueno por nada. Yeah, yeah. that's not good. It's not good at all. Not, not good. At all. good. Interesting they brought that up, Zay. I told you... The story I heard from this Masters, Brooks Kepka told the media this year that he was so pissed last year by the way he played, he tried to put his hand through the back window of his rental Mercedes at the Masters. And it, thankfully it didn't work, and he got to throw off a joke about, yeah, I guess those Mercedes windows are really strong. Thankfully his didn't work. For a lot of people, like this person that texted us, yeah, it works sometimes. Yeah, these guys, man, this anger. I need to see a shrink. It's tough. It's not taken care of. Somebody said, sad to say, I have punched a mirror, but it was while fighting my brother. He slipped the punch perfectly, and I ended up with a sliced open hand. 
and got the name Scarfist. <laughs> <laughs> See, y'all family shouldn't be fighting in the first place. Yeah, there you go. And there's somebody bought, uh, and then somebody backs me up on those Eminem lyrics. It says those are accurate. Yeah, Eminem admitted it. All right, so um, if you want to send us those texts, let us know. Specs text line 337-3776. Did you ever get mad enough and punch the wall or a window? I went to high school with a guy an offensive lineman on the football team, and I remember the story was that his girlfriend broke up with him and he punched the wall and broke his hand. But being an offensive lineman, I think he might – I don't know if he, if he still played or not. I can't remember if he missed time, but I remember us hearing about that and going – Yeah, you need your hands as a, a lineman. I remember thinking, like, okay, she's nice. Yeah. I've, I've, I mean, I, I knew you her. You knew the girl? I knew her. She was nice. She seemed really – but – I it never, wasn't worth that. Yeah, I kept thinking to myself. In fact, I'm probably so dumb, I probably told my girlfriend at the time, like, you know, there's nobody, me included, nobody's worth punching things for, right? You don't need to be breaking your own hand over me, and I'm not going to do that over you. We're good there, right? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I'm glad you let her know, because some women, they need that rush. The yeah. man, they need that, you know, yeah. don't put their hands on them, but they need that, like, oh, you know, go fight someone for me, or this guy was talking ish. You know about me or slightly touch my butt. Go fight him. Right now, I can't Straight be that up. guy. Like, I'll never be that guy. Ever. Yeah. I'm so glad my wife is that girl to never put me in those situations as a man. Yeah, I'm definitely no fight guy. Mm-mm. No fight guy. Nope. Can't be doing that. Uh, so let us know on that. Uh, also with this Minnesota story, let's update Rudy Gobert, Zay, because now he is not a part of tomorrow night. Yep, suspended for the playing game for his punch on Kyle Anderson on the court, on the sideline, during the timeout in front of everybody in the last game of the season on Easter. Would you have done that if you're the league? Do you think that had to be done? No, because I'm all about my paper, baby. Isn't this team the playing? I mean, isn't this team business? This is a teammate, and yeah. I, I, everybody keeps calling it a punch. I don't think he punched him. I think he reached out and pushed him. I think he pushed he him in the a, chest. He threw a punch. It just didn't connect. Like okay, where you would feel comfortable saying it's a punch. You know, like, he, you know. he got him in the chest. He backed him up like a half a foot. Yeah, Kyle Anderson was ready to go. Yeah, and they were ready to go. I get it. Yeah, Kyle Anderson. He a Jersey dude. He's a tough dude. So that's just weird, and I know the league might say, "Look, sorry, that happened out at our bench. That's that that's a, that's a, one of our benches. We don't care if it's a teammate teammate thing. We can't have that." Yo, for somebody they call slow mo and Kyle Anderson, that's the fastest I've ever seen them move. <laughs> when he got stuck by Rudy Anderson, <laughs> like you slow mo, stop calling him that because he was ready to go on Frenchie. Apparently, the B word is what triggered Gobert. He did not like being called the B word. That's what caused the punch or the push or whatever you want to call it. And then Anderson and he were ready to go. So that was the Minnesota reaction. And the way the Lakers looked in their last game with LeBron crowning himself and all that kind of stuff, I'd say the— <laughs> Crowning himself? Did we say the Lakers are the pick? Yeah, I got Lakers. I mean, that is what happened, the, right? Yeah. Like, if you're the king, you don't put the crown on yourself. Do They it have was, someone do that, don't they? LeBron just does some weird things like that where, are you trying to get hated on, fam? <laughs> like, I get it. That's a huge shot to hit your A3 from, like, 40 feet. That's a big-time shot. But crowning yourself, you make it too easy for the haters. You make it way too easy. Like, that was whack. That's that his, was so whack. That's his fuel, though. I think he loves it. He does love it. I think he likes being disliked sometimes. Yeah. You have to be able to yeah. embrace that, right? And I think it, I think overall he's finally learned how to kind of embrace that, embrace the villain role, and know that there's just going to be some people that can't stand you. Yeah, because it really started in 2011, right when when he went to Miami and he used that as an excuse when they lost to Mavs. No, 
you played bad and your uh, doppelganger out coach Eric Spolstra. So like that that's what really happened. You played bad. The Mavs had a really good team. Dirk was cold. Jason Kidd Hall of Fame. Jason Terry, Deshaun Stevenson, Pejo, Jose Juan Barea. Nobody missed a shot from the perimeter. And you played bad. Don't blame it on. Oh, I didn't embrace being a. I embraced being a villain. That's not who I am. I am a fun-loving guy. I. You see Space Jam too. You seen Trainwreck? I'm a fun-loving. I'm a happy guy. Like no, Bron. Y'all played bad. Own up to it. And now he's finally been able to yeah. realize. Not many people like me. That's okay. I could still live my life. And he's got four championship rings. Just, But, you know, the crown on yourself stuff, no, that's weak. That's a little tough. That can be a little tough. Uh, but I do like watching LeBron perform. Tomorrow night, Minnesota and L.A. Oh, I'm going to be so sad when he retires. Leaning Lakers, I think, right now on uh, on that game. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Winner gets Memphis. And then Atlanta-Miami will be before that. The winner of that game will get Boston. Now, speaking of owning up to things and speaking of you know being as honest as you can We have a crazy story coming out of UFC this weekend. I just mentioned the fight earlier, and I'll be honest. All I knew about was the fight part until I got to work today. Israel Adesanya wins the fight, gets his belt back. I was really happy for him because it's a cool, like, redemption's not the word. Just kind of an avenging the loss story. And this guy, Alex Pereira, uh, Pereira, had beaten him in, um, you know, he'd beaten him in multiple fights. Alex had beaten him in two kickboxing fights, including one knockout, and he had finished him, uh, TKO, in their last UFC fight when he got the belt. So Adesanya beats him, big-time knockout, puts him, puts him to sleep, hammer fist at the end, and it was, he was out. He was laid out on the mat. Then Israel Adesanya goes to the side of the cage, and I thought he just was joking in general about after his he, opponent. After he fired the arrows at him. After he fired the oh, arrows. That's true. He did bam, He bam, did fire bam. the arrows, which was an awesome celebration. Oh, it was so cold, boy. And then he falls down on his side. as, <laughs> And I thought he was just saying, hey, I just knocked him out. He was doing that, but now multiple listeners have texted in to say, oh, no, 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 Chad, it's more than that. He was referencing Alex Pereira's kid. And they're like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? So then we go back in time even further. There's a fight in 2017 when Adesanya got knocked out. And if you've seen the replay, you know he got smooth knocked out in a kickboxing fight from a kick, if I'm not mistaken. And it was in 2017. And at the time, Perea's son is five. <laughs> five years old. There's video of it. You can see this. I'm. Uh, we both retweeted it out. I'm at C. Hastings 1049. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. Go watch the video. The kid is in the ring right near where Adesanya is. Right before they announce the decision, he passes out. Like, he falls down. So Adesanya finds this. Like, is, right by Adesanya, too. Right by Adesanya. He, he so almost, disrespectful. Yeah, he almost made contact. So disrespectful. So then, this past Saturday night, when Adesanya knocks out this kid's dad, the kid is now 11 or 12, or 10 or 11, whatever that is, about six years difference in time, right? Um, he sees the kid, he points to the kid, and then he collapses on the floor, uh, on the mat of the cage. So that's the reference he was making, and then there's a shot of the kid in his mom's lap crying. So that's kind of the setup of it. 
And Zay, just to make sure we know this is what happened, they asked Israel Adesanya about it in the post-fight, and I think we've edited this for everybody's protection, but check this out. Someone in the crowd and took a little dive. Oh, no, uh, that was, I'm petty, bro. I remember. So the first time he knocked me out in Brazil, um, his son came into the ring and then started to just lie dead next to me. And I'm like, you f- I'll whoop your ass if your dad don't do it for you. But then, um, yeah, I looked for his kid, and I, I pointed at him, and I saw him, and I was like, hey, 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 just to remind him. Yeah. So that is exactly what that was. That's some serious – Zay, you appreciate Petty. Where does this fall on your Petty Hall of Fame? I mean – This is Mount Rushmore stuff. <laughs> this is Mount Rushmore stuff. Well done, Izzy. I mean, come on. Like, he might have messed up the relationship between father and son. Because I, it's hard to look at my son in the face knowing he's a part of the reason why I got knocked the hell out. Yeah, I think that to me, whether it's the dad, whether it's Alex, the wife might be involved, trainers might be involved. That kid needs an apology right now, but not from Israel Adesanya. That kid needs an apology from whoever set him up as a five-year-old to disrespect another fighter like that. If you're the dad, you need to be teaching him a lot of lessons, and your profession can teach that. One of them is try to have class after something like that. Yeah, as you much can as get humble real quick. You can get humbled very, very quickly. He is laying down right near where Israel Adesanya is. <laughs> it looks like they're about to literally announce the winner of the fight, and this kid, this five-year-old, who is letting this child in the ring for that? Yo, somebody needs to call CPS. Because that's that's very questionable. What are we doing? So like that, there's blood in the ring and stuff, just all the grime and sweat, and this kid's like, he hits the water bottle on his head, then he lays down. Wait, is, that what, is out. that what it that's is? That's what that is. It's oh, like a water bottle. Kidding me. And he hits the water bottle on oh, his head. Oh, the video starts right after the water bottle. Right, then. and then he Dude. flops. Dude, I'm telling you. Again, that night in that moment, am I putting everything on him? No, but he's also got to understand that, you know, the old you reap what you sow. You were a part of that. Now you're a little older and you understand you're 10, you're 11 years old. He understands different things, interactions of kids and all that stuff. I'm not going to give, I'm not giving him, I'm not going to let him totally off the hook here because he was five then and 11 now. He was a part of this thing. Oh, yeah. You got to deal with that. He's in it. Yo, if. I'm that age, and I ever saw CZ get knocked the hell out, I'd be traumatized. And knowing that I was a part of the reason, because when you're five, yeah, you shouldn't have been in the ring and stuff, but the kid, come on, he was five years old. He doesn't really know what's right. going on. Again, that's why that, that's the apology. What yeah. he needs to realize is there's a reason you're crying right now, and somebody on your side of it needs to apologize. Adesanya can decide later on if he wants to apologize to that kid, because obviously it is a little low rent to do that to a 10- or 11-year-old. But Izzy is a petty fighter that remembered all those years later, that's a six-year boil he's been on for that. Yo. He, he, again, he's just been knocked out, and he's trying to deal with it, and he looks down, and there's a kid, a five-year-old, just laid out in the ring, and then he realizes later, oh, that kid was clowning me, and he's the child of the guy that just knocked me out? Yeah, and we have to bleep it out because you and I, we want to keep our job, Ooh. but he called that kid an effing little a-hole. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and that's that's extreme obviously no, that's nuts it's very a kid that, to call another a child that right that is that uh, that is crossing a line because that's not why that kid was in the ring that night 
He's not, he wasn't in the ring because he's some kind of a-hole. He's in the ring because somebody <laughs> trained him to do it. Somebody set him up to be a to be a part of that, to be a tool in this little this little gimmick. <laughs> Is he still upset? That's hardcore, <laughs> dude. That's a little a-hole. <laughs> Six years later. That's that's a serious memory right there. That kid might have messed up that father son. Is he might have messed up the father son relationship forever? Yeah, forever, no, it's, dude. It's tough. It's rough. Yeah, again, this is not this isn't a pro wrestling deal. This isn't some predetermined thing. There's no script involved here in a storyline. But he, this kid got involved in a storyline. Yeah. I wish he hadn't, but he did, and he's a part of it. He's got to own his part of it, just like the 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 adults around him need to own whoever got him in that in that ring. Hopefully, one day. He and Adesanya will be able to maybe clear the air a little bit. I hope not. Um, Adesanya, I hope you got a seat out there somewhere. But the weirdest thing about today is that Adesanya is gaining fans because a lot of people are enjoying this level of petty. Oh, I love it. I mean, I would never do it, but I, I kind of enjoy it because I'm in, I'm in this for the entertainment value as well. It's not just about the fights for me. I want it to be entertaining. Adesanya is entertaining, and maybe this does cross it over for other sports fans where you might want to watch this guy the next time he defends that belt. Well, they clearly thought they were going to beat Adesanya because if you thought you were going to lose, you ain't going to bring your kid to that. Right. What would the kid have done if he'd won, by the way? Would the, did the kid have something else? Did the kid, the have kid jo- probably have something up his sleeve. Did the kid have joke number two ready to roll? Mm, yeah, he might have something up his sleeve. Because it's harder to get in that cage than it is to get in those kickboxing rings. He would have had to literally gone in the open. They would have had to let him in the open cage door. Yeah. Which they do let the folks in if you've ever watched it. They'll let trainers in and you let the family members in. Kid might have gotten in there and tried to do something else. <laughs> it's kind of low rent, but you kind of get, again, you reap what you sow yeah. sometimes. And Adesanya wasn't going to forget. And I love, here's what I love. Even if I don't agree with every detail, I at least agree with the consistency. Adesanya sat there, he ate the question, and he gave it right back to him and goes, oh, yeah, I'm super petty, man. I'm super just saying I'm that. petty, just dude. It. Right, because you have to be petty to do what he did to mm-hmm. a 10 or 11-year-old child. Oh, yeah. And he did. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah, you got to have little to no heart. <laughs> little got- to none. And, yeah. yo... Anything that gives you that edge to be great at what you do, especially something as dangerous as fighting in the octagon, mm-hmm. do it. Take it. Like, I am not hand on Izzy at all. I thought it was beautiful. I know Dana White's loving it. Like, it's yeah. and of all the th- it's huge. And let's be honest, of all the things he could have done, of all the things, he did not yell anything vulgar at the child? No. He did not... Obviously, he didn't strike the child. He didn't. He wasn't in contact with the child in any way. He referenced the child, and then he did one of the great like pass out takes I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just great on its own. I thought he was doing it in general to the crowd. Like I just knocked this dude yeah. smooth out. No, he did it directly to the son, and I think it was an interesting lesson for the kid. Definitely called the kid out his name though. Effing little a-hole, call the kid out his name. <laughs> then to do that, right, then to do that does cross the line. Not to his face, though. Clearly, not Just to his face. Just the presser. Not to his face. Was, but answered yeah. the question, yeah. was professional, answered the question. That is rough. For all. For anybody who is a parent, to hear your child at 10 or 11 years old referred to as an effing a-hole, yeah. that's got to be a little that's bit tough. difficult. But you did involve your kid in the stuff. It's the business. You made that choice in 2017. You let your – it'd be like if Rey Mysterio was mad that Dominic was getting the stuff back when he was a little kid. No, 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 He's in the thing now. He's in the thing. George Carlin used to say your birth certificate is proof of guilt. So it, I, the age is one thing everybody's going to talk about, but you're a part of this now. 
Whoever dragged you into it, I know that's not great, but you're a part of it. Absolutely. You're going to have to figure out how to process your part of it. Yeah. You know what I said earlier about the kid being grounded and not you know, getting his ice cream and stuff? He deserves that. Because school, that's punishment enough. They're going to get on. I hope he got private school. You know what they're going to say to him in school? Why are you crying? (laughs) What are you crying about? What part of it did not you? Seriously, what part did you not understand? You went to the fight, right? Yeah. You knew he was fighting a guy that's pretty good, right? Yeah. And you understand it was a fight where people can get knocked out. No, I'm telling you, they thought he thought Pops was going to win because Pops has already defeated them a few times. And like you said last week, guys don't usually come back and win like Izzy did Saturday night. Yeah. They don't do that. So everybody, they were ready for the after party. That's what they were getting ready for. Like, what are we doing after this? What's going down after this, after we win and we get this money? What's yeah. going down? They didn't expect to have to go to the ER. All I'm going to say is if you're going to be that kid, and I'm not saying kids can't cry. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying if you're going to be prop kid on one end, don't be crying kid on the yeah. other end. What, what are you, Aggie? What's wrong with you? Talking, blaming the kid for crying after he just saw his dad get knocked the hell out? I'm Come not, on now. I'm not, saying, I'm not necessarily saying blame. I'm, I'm just asking why. Because <laughs> dad got knocked the hell out. You saw something you thought could happen. So you thought the kid should have ser- been mentally prepared, like, okay, I could, I, right. Dad could really go down tonight. Dad could lose. He has to know that, right? <laughs> Going into the cage? Uh, uh, I don't know. All right. I get it. He's 10 or 11. He's an, emo- <laughs> he's an emotional kid, but I'm just- you're, Yeah, you're- emotionally biased, too. Yeah. Like, Dad can't lose to him. Uh, okay. Now I'm grown. Yeah, I he's seen Dad training. Dad not coming home because he's training stuff, running 10 miles and stuff like that. He's seeing what Dad's doing to put in the work, not parenting probably the way others because he knows Dad is putting in the work for the fight tonight. And he got knocked out. That's tough. That's Look, tough. I'm just saying this is one particular opinion on this thing. I'm just saying if it's if that's my kid and I'm making him that much of a part of the fight game, I would say, hey, if something like that happens again, there's no need to cry. Like, I've been knocked out. I'll get up. That's what we do. We get up. What I need you to do is to flip off Israel Adesanya. <laughs> Once he stands up and looks at you again, flip him off. Double birds. That's what I need. That's parenting of the year stuff now, right there. That's what we, that's what we needed there. <laughs> That's high-quality parenting right there. What a wild event, man. Oh, it's, I'm so glad UFC has provided some theater that's getting into other realms today, and hopefully this is being discussed all throughout the sports radio world. Israel Adesanya and the pettiness of going after a child, 10- or 11-year-old, and calling the child an effing a-hole at the press conference. I can't believe that actually happened. All right, coming up, Why Today Matters, April 10th, and we'll creep back to April 9th as well. We had a lot of big birthdays over the weekend, including one that does connect to the Masters winner. We'll get you that next on The Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. What's my name? Are you Ellie? Chad and Zay.
All right, rolling through a Monday. All right, Zay, do I have any shot here? If you say DMX, you're doing this show by yourself. For the rest of the day, it's not 30 minutes. You come in here, you're on the board. Uh, I am gone. So I, do not say that. You'll be happy to know I was not thinking DMX. Okay. Even when I heard Lovely. the voice that was a little bit, got that roughness to it, I did not think DMX. Yeah, because you always compare this guy to DMX. So I just want to squash that really early. I did not. All right. I did not. I was not thinking DMX. Okay. Uh, but I am not going to come up with a good guess, though. So tell me. J-Lo and Ja Rule. Oh, okay. All right. I'm real during J-Lo's really, really popular mm. hip-hop crossover run, which is interesting because when she broke up with Diddy, she became even more popular in the hip-hop world. Is that right? Yeah, it makes no sense. Huh. Yeah, but it worked out. Uh, yes, yeah, he's Ja Rule. When I hear that voice, it sounds like it belongs to a bigger frame because Ja Rule's not a big dude, right? No. Yeah. I got to learn how to recognize his voice uh, a little better, though. Yeah, for some reason that does not. Pop. But I was not thinking DMX. I just didn't know where to. I didn't know where to guess on that. Ja Rule had an underrated run, like three years, maybe 2000, 2003, around there. He was huge. Was Ja a part of an early Fast and Furious project? Was Ja Rule there? I know, yeah, I wasn't think he? so. Yeah, wasn't he a part of one of those uh-huh. first few? I, I think so. <laughs> Ludacris <laughs> yeah. showed up eventually, and Bow Wow was part of Tokyo. Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, I think he was, and maybe in the beginning there, maybe that first one. All right, so J-Lo and Ja Rule, Kim Wilde, Evelyn King, Flock of Seagulls, and Eddie Money have all been a part of the show today. And more and more texts are coming in on Israel Adesanya's side of that argument, that the kid deserved it. Yeah. Interesting. All of it. I thought we were going to get a lot of sensitivity today of people saying, you're being too hard on him, it's a kid, he's 10 or 11, what are you guys doing? Nope. Over and over again, people are saying, love that kind of pettiness. I thought Izzy should have knocked the kid out, too. It's like, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Let's not go that far. Yeah, I'm not knocking the kid out, but, yeah, kid deserves everything he gets. Everything. Even mm-hmm. as a five years old, he mucked up. I think he might have deserved a little bit of that about that smack. Uh, and, again, whoever got him into that ring and had him doing that back in 2017, that's the real person that needs to apologize here. Now, that's who needs to apologize to that kid for what Israel made him deal with this past Saturday. Now, bullies, if we're going to try to clown old boy at school this week because his pops got knocked out, be careful because I'm pretty sure he's done a little bit of training himself. Yeah. Like, he's not just going to watch pops and be like, oh, I don't. That looks hard. That looks bad. Like, I want to be like that. Yeah. And to be fair, I do think Israel Adesanya, at some point, needs to apologize just for the name-calling. Not what he did, the name-calling. The, the pratfall was awesome. Just apologize. You don't need to call the kid an FNA hole. He doesn't need to. Because but- we don't have evidence of that. A five-year-old, now a five-year-old can be an a-hole, but somebody set him up to do that as a five-year-old. So it's not just him. You can't just say, well, look at that a-hole. He's, he's five. <laughs> right? Yeah, I if, mean. if all the people around him actually let him do that when he was five and it was all on him, well, that's even worse. For a marketing standpoint, maybe, but it's UFC. You should already know you're getting into you know, marketing yeah. deals and ad deals with anyway if you're trying to get a UFC fighter. And we just saw UFC team up with WWE this week. I would say he good. I don't think he needs to apologize at all. Uh, he won't. I know I he think, won't. I, I know he won't. 
If I'm Dana Wyatt, I ain't telling him to apologize either. No, that's true. Dana needs to keep that fire going. Dana's like, yo, you got anything else you want to say about the kid? He's got John Jones now as his heavyweight champion. He's got that guy as his 185 champion. That's uh, pretty impressive stuff. Somebody says Ja Rule was only in the first Fast and Furious. Remember, he yelled Veronica. (laughs) LOL. I don't remember that detail, no. But I did think he was in one of the movies, so at least I got that part right. All right, uh, so we have talked about that crazy UFC story. NFL news, including OBJ to Baltimore. Plus, it was a big weekend at the Masters. Let's connect that up with a birthday and uh, hit some other things in why today matters. Here we go. Why today matters. Brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Oh, uh, we got some pretty ladies with birthdays this week, uh, this weekend as well. But before that, let's get to uh, a couple of others. Uh, if you saw the Masters and you saw John Rahm get the win, he got the win on Seve Ballesteros' birthday. So Seve would have been 66 yesterday. The legend Spanish golfer John Rahm becomes only the fourth Spanish golfer to win a major. Imagine that. Imagine being one of only four people from your country ever to do anything. And say he's one of only two that has won multiple majors. He's now won a U.S. Open and a Masters. And so. Um, because, uh, who is it? It's Seve won the British and the Masters, I believe. The other two guys just won one particular major. Uh, Sergio and, and um, Olathavel both won uh, just the Masters. So, John Rahm, great performance. He's been that guy everybody's talked about for the last half a year or so, playing the best golf in the world, and Brooks Kepka got to find out just how good it was. And Brooks Kepka could, as soon as that putt lipped out on number two, I think Brooks Kepka was done. Yeah. Once I saw that one lip out, I thought, ooh, I wonder if that one's going to come back and get him. And boy, did it ever, man. John Rom was not tremendous yesterday, but he was good enough. And Phil couldn't quite make the run. Oh, lefty. Oh, I was rooting for Phil, I man. I was too, man. Ooh. I know you live guys might think differently, but or people against live might think differently. Yeah. But lefty, he was dealing. I was impressed. That was a hell of a finish for him, and it depends on how you want to look at it. Kepka talked to the media about, hey, look, the shows we aren't washed up, right? Us live guys. He finishes top five. Phil finishes top five. Patrick Reed finished top five. Um, but on the other hand, every time we see what we saw, people are going to ask questions. When a PGA guy faces a live guy, if the PGA guy wins like yesterday, you're thinking, hmm, and this other guy's used to just playing 54 holes right now. Wonder if that could be a, an, a, an, like a, have an advantage, a factor. Yeah. yeah, he's not playing this type of golf all the time. It's that team aspect mm-hmm. versus the he's you know. So is that part? And then if it ever goes the other way, and a live guy beats the PGA guy, you could think, well, is he worn out because he's playing four rounds instead of three? But Kepka showed you what he can be. Um, I I was I had no problem with either one of them winning it yesterday because I like both those guys. Uh, in terms of the golf, I'm glad Kepka's going to get to play, and he always dials up for majors. Always, it feels like every time um, you know he he won't he's hasn't been there in those middle kind of you know tournaments mid level tournaments but he's always there in the majors. I also liked his honesty yesterday. He admitted that if he hadn't had this injury situation, he might have thought differently about going to live. But I think he was trying to be as realistic as he could about it. About I gotta go make this money. Yeah, I gotta go make this money. My my body might be betraying me here. So maybe I need to go make the money while I can. 
Hey, I mean, everybody has their own opinions on it, whether it's being competitive and trying to pay playing the PGA and understanding you make some really good money there too, or just straight up saying, you know, I want to take it easy a little bit. I want to make a lot more money, even though I'm not playing in the competitive PGA like others are, and they have to deal with that. So I'm with it either way. I could care less about these guys and all the bickerness and stuff that's going on. I thought it was good golf this weekend. I thought John Rahm, him being up, all those strokes on Sunday, I think you saw a certain ease with him. Like you said, he wasn't crazy good, but he was good enough with the lead that he had to be comfortable and not be as aggressive as some guys have to be in Augusta. So I just wish Lefty would have been a little bit closer because I'm a huge Phil Mickelson fan. Yeah. I always will be. Pulling for lefty. Jordan Spieth put up a hell of a fight yeah. as well. If you're a Longhorn fan, you're following him. That Shout was kind of cool Aggie. to watch. Yeah, Sam. The amateur, even though Sam he's Bennett, right? 30 years name, old. Yeah. yeah, that was very cool. Um, so he'll be, a, he'll be a fun name to watch. Not just get the low am, but it was kind of a part of the discussion the last couple of days. So that was very cool. Uh, so, yeah, he'll be a guy to definitely uh, keep an eye on. Uh, as far as birthdays go, I said a lot of pretty ladies have birthdays either today or yesterday. So if you're a freakish fan, here we go. If you are a This Is Us freak, Mandy Moore. Is thirty nine underrated today? Uh, she's beautiful, talented, and uh, that show is huge. Uh, I know for a lot of people. If you're a Star Wars freak like me, Daisy Ridley is thirty one years old today. Happy birthday to Daisy! Yesterday, if you are a um, well, a freak of a certain industry, to quote the phrase, one of my wife's favorite songs, Jenna Jameson was forty nine yesterday. Legend. Uh, she and I have just led parallel lives. She's a little bit older than I am. Other than that, pretty much mirror images of things we've been involved in. Um, also, uh, if you're a Cosby Show freak from back in the day, Rudy was 44 yesterday. Keisha Knight Pulliam. Um, and uh, grew up to be a very, very attractive woman. Yeah, she does like Lifetime movies and yeah. Hallmark movies and stuff, so she's kind of around. Beautiful smile on, uh, on Rudy Huxtable all grown Where's up. Where's Bud at? And Bud. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen Bud in a minute. Whatever happened to Bud? Bud was kind of doing his thing in the teen years. He was in Sister Sister. He was one of the okay. twins' boyfriends. Wasn't Bud also in one of the I Know What You Did Last Summer movies? What's the second one where they went to the the the, the resort? Wasn't he in there? No, I'm Ron Black, dude. That's Makai Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Bud in 8 Mile 2? Like us? <laughs> ah, that was it. Uh, no, 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 he's in the... Wasn't Bud being fought over by Monica and Brandy and the boys of mine? Oh, that's Makai Pfeiffer, too. Right about midway through the Fast and Furious till the end. That's him, right? That's Bud, right? No? What's Bud's real name? Bud is in some horror movie. Look it up. He's in some horror movie. I can't think of which one I'm thinking of, but I think he's in a horror movie. Yeah, he looks like he could play a good scared brother. And for you wrestling freaks like me, Bianca Belair was uh, 34 years old yesterday. She is the, what, Raw Women's Champion right now? And, little known fact, at least by me, she's married to one of the Street Profits. I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. Tag team, Street Profits, she's married to one of those guys. Did not know that. There you go. Pull back the curtain a little bit on some some wrestling for you. All right. Um, oh, and speaking of that, if you're a wrestling fan, since we are in this area, and I do love the man so much, uh, if, you have not, if you didn't watch the A&E documentary on Dusty Rhodes last night, oh, go check it out. It is 
so good. Two hours. I've still got it on my DVR. I think I might watch the whole thing again. I've, I haven't watched re- again. I haven't rewatched any of these yet. They're all they're all great. But I think this is one I may rewatch. Shout out to the whole family for being a part of it. Cody, Dustin, they get great comments from Hulk and Ric Flair and and Undertaker. Just all these different people talking about Dusty Rhodes and his impact on the business and his impact um, just on wrestling and the family stuff and the good, the bad, the you know father that wasn't there at times and the father that was there at times. I'm glad everybody was willing to to be honest for that man. It was good stuff. Good oh. stuff. Check it out on A and E if you missed it last night. Uh, Coming up, stems and seeds before we get out of here, including that update from the NFL, is OBJ enough to get Lamar's attention? This is the Horn. Ladies and gentlemen. Chad and Zay. I agree. Yes, sir. Good beat. Like Nevertalo. All right, just about done on a Monday. Say, do I have any shot here? No. I don't recognize that voice. Yeah. Um, when he raps, doesn't rap much, but when he raps, if you haven't heard it before, then... He could get you. All right, who was very popular? Okay, Pharrell Williams. Ooh, okay. Yeah, when he was rapping, Neptune. Yeah, I can hear it now. Yeah, yeah. Now that I you say it, now I can picture him. But yeah, you're right. I have not heard him rap a whole lot. Yeah, can I have it like that? Featuring Gwen Stefani. Ah, I see. Yeah, she go right there. There you go. This was a hit. The man's been associated with a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Male, female. All over the place. Yeah, you know him and his boy produced this too, so good stuff. Good so stuff. talented. That is one talented dude. Pharrell Williams to go with J Lo and Ja Rule. We had Kim Wilde earlier. We had Evelyn King. We had Flock of Seagulls and Eddie Money back in an eighties themed first hour. And the game beat to get us started this hour. There's a lot going on, obviously, in the world of sports, because it seems like there always is. By the way, shout out to the WNBA. They get their draft cranked up tonight, if you want to check that out, on ESPN. Plus, we've got Texas baseball for you. Let's set you up for that. And an interesting, maybe, little update on this uh, Ravens story. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Texas baseball, 6 o'clock tonight at Texas State, 545 pregame. So ball don't lie, we'll be out a little early this evening. So, Zay, I'm seeing this update from Pro Football Talk. It says, report, Lamar Jackson recruited Odell Beckham to Baltimore. There it is. That would help to explain the screenshot. It would help to explain why would you – because, again, if you had nothing to do with it and if you didn't want anybody to think too much of it, why would you end up in the club with him? Why? So the video could get out of you sitting there? Lamar didn't look too happy in the club. By the way. Yeah, you mentioned that, but... But it's just like a 10-second clip, so you can't take nothing from it. And again, why would he be there if he wasn't somehow connected? So does this lead us back to now, do discussions open back up? Does Lamar use this to now go to the Ravens and say, all right, now we're heading in the right direction. You're putting some talent around me. Let's talk. Let's talk serious money. Let's go back to the last offer you made me or whatever. 
I mean, with the tag, and we know that no teams are approaching him, the Ravens are expecting him just to come back and be ready for training camp. That's right. what they're expecting. Like, okay, we got you, Odell Beckham Jr. We expect you to be locked in, ready for training camp. But there's that Le'Veon Bell factor. Is this enough to where Lamar isn't going to sit out? See, if he really did, if he really was a part of bringing him in, then that would just be rude to OBJ. You part of bringing him in, and now you're not going to play. That's kind of weird. Now, as I understand it, he can play on the tag this year. They've still got until July, whatever it is, though, to go long-term. They can still make him a long-term deal up through that date. So now the issue is going to be, does he go to OTAs? Does he go to any mandatory stuff? You know, Stuff the, that you need to go to as a franchise quarterback? Is he going to go to the voluntary stuff? Part That's the first part, because there's a voluntary minicamp that he can choose one way or the other. And then... It, it, does he go to the mandatory stuff? Yeah. Once you figure that part out, then that could lead you to uh, if they're going to have or discussions. Or the classic, I'm the franchise quarterback, how about y'all come to some vacation destination and we meet there? Like a lot of these teams oh, do. Oh, yeah. And that's huge. That's huge there throughout the NFL. Cabo, Guys, Cabo San Lamar. Yeah. That's what you need to do. You know Odell Beckham? He's not opposed to being on the boat. Oh, Yes, Back in that's the Giants a days. great point. So it, it should work out. OBJ, Ravens Brass, and Lamar, they all meet at a really badass resort. Let's go. No, and Lamar, he'll probably just take him down to the harbor. <laughs> say, yo, get on the boat, eat some, <laughs> eat some crab. This is all I got for y'all. Banana boat part two. Yeah. Get the banana. Get another banana boat story out there. Hey, whatever he likes, whatever he's into, let's figure that out. Use the OBJ thing to your benefit. So this is two situations now. We got Baltimore bringing in a receiver that they think will help them with Lamar, just like the Jets are bringing in the guys that they feel like is going to get them to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, what's up with that? We're still a little stale. Yeah, still I don't stagnant. What's I just going saw, on. I just saw a headline earlier on that that said only Aaron Rodgers could stop that at this point. Yeah, pro football talk also. At this point, only Aaron Rodgers will keep Aaron, an Aaron Rodgers trade to the Jets from happening, and there's currently no reason to believe his intention has changed. And remember, he said the intention was the Jets. Jets, just give them that number one draft pick. What do y'all really need? It's Aaron Rodgers. I agree. Like, y'all were right there. What are they, 13? Is that the pick? They were right there with Mike White, Zach Wilson, and Joe Flacco. It's the 13th pick. Who's that supposed to be? Aaron Rodgers isn't worth that for you? Come on. Like, is that the Jalen Carter? He get pushed back that deep? Is that like around where he should go? He might, yeah. Well, there's been not well, okay. There was talk of it at certain point, a certain point, but remember, Jalen Carter's people then in Rosenhaus, they stopped talking to anybody outside the top ten. So no. Carter's gone. You need to assume Carter is gone by 13. They're not getting him. They're not getting him. No. Give them that pick. It's Aaron Rodgers. Like you don't need one of the four tight ends, all the tight ends in the draft. I'm not looking at Darnell Washington. Like, what is it? Yeah, you just said it. Give him that pick. That is at- You just picked up Sauce Gardner. You don't need one of all these corners. Like, what is it? You just got the rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. What is it? And you need to treat him like he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because he is. You're about to get Aaron Rodgers. Take it from somebody who one of his NFL teams got Tom Brady out of nowhere. Like curveball Tom Brady. It's really awesome. You need to lean into it. Do it and, and give up a draft pick. Yeah, but that luggage that Brady was bringing, the luggage that Rodgers was bringing.
two completely different bags. That's fair. That's fair. That is absolutely fair. All right, Ball Don't Lie coming up. 6 o'clock, Texas baseball. We'll be back for a Tuesday show tomorrow. Be safe out there. See ya.